Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural episode of A Difference in Thought. I'm your host, Charlie Ray, welcoming you to the first episode of A Difference in Thought. Uh, Just so you know what the show is about, A Difference in Thought engages and processes recent events, culture, philosophy, public policy, and faith through the ancient art of truth-telling. More on that to come. Join the conversation and gain an alternative perspective with a difference in thought. And just letting everybody know this podcast is an honor and pays homage to the work and mission of the great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, the main theme of it is basic arithmetic teaches us that there can be no difference without subtraction. And so if you're looking at my podcast picture and you're wondering why in the world does this guy have a white stripe in the middle of his picture it actually is the subtraction sign because you remember when you learned in school that after subtraction you know um what you call that what's left right it's called the difference between the 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 two numbers and so it's just continuing on that philosophy that essentially if you want to make a difference in this world there are going to have to be subtractions that you embrace. Uh, uh, the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., you, you clearly see that. And whether it's uh, boycotts or time away from his family or just the stress and the toll that took on his life and eventually the actual loss of his life for the cause and in giving him that, it is uh, an inspiration to us all that want to make a difference. And But before you can make that difference, it takes a, a certain level. Of, it's a cert, it takes a certain mindset, a ter- certain level of thinking, in order to make a difference, and that comes from uh, just deciding to think differently, right? Or as the famous Apple ad says, "Think different," right? Uh, and so today, um, the title of this podcast is Walt Disney, Galileo, and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And so some of you may be wondering, what in the world do these three people have in common? So I just want to give you a backdrop of kind of the history of, of, you know, where this concept kind of came to be with the title. So I was at my job. Uh, For those that don't know me, I do have a nine to five. I don't do this full time, Uh, at least not yet. Hey, praise him. (laughs) But anyways, I was talking to a friend who was, uh, reading a book called The Originals. And so we just kind of got talking about, you know, creative thinkers and people that were kind of ahead of their time. And um, and so he just was saying, you know, how, you know, it must be nice to be like, you know, a creative thinker. And I said, well, you know, it depends. You're either going to be Walt Disney or you're going to be Galileo. And so he kind of was, he kind of laughed. And uh, my friend uh, who was in the pod next to him kind of said, oh, hey, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean Walt Disney or Galileo? And so I just kind of was saying, you know, both both Walt Disney and Galileo were free thinkers and they thought differently. And obviously we live with the benefit of their different way of thinking. But Walt Disney was celebrated and Galileo initially was persecuted for that. And so my friend, um, one of the my friends responded in something that kind of triggered a thought for me. And he said, man, that's kind of funny because, you know, Galileo was really trying to bring people closer to how the world really is, but and he got persecuted, but Walt Disney got celebrated for bringing people 
into like the world of fantasy. And so it kind of got me thinking and saying, you know, well, you know, we're doing this podcast about thinking differently and being different. And so I just thought, you know, and also with the concept of subtraction in order to make a difference, I thought the initial episode would be great to kind of talk about how the world treats creative thinkers. And so I'm I to frame this conversation, I'm kind of talking about two different types of thinkers, right? So we have thinkers that take us and so category one, we have thinkers that take us from reality to fantasy. And then we have thinkers and thought leaders that take us from fantasy to reality and com- contrasting how the world typically responds to people like that. So when you think of like reality to fantasy, they normally get celebrated, right? You have your Walt Disney's and people that kind of let us escape into this fantasy world. And whether that's, you know, video games, whether that's music, whether that's movies, we, we celebrate all these things where we can escape from reality for a while and get to this fun thing. And so, you know, and, and our culture celebrates people that help us do that, right? You know, sports people, you know, people say, you know, there's no there's no division and there's no color on the field. We're all the same and da 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 you know, that whole kind of fantasy world where you can kind of escape and, you know, we celebrate that. And that's needed. But also on the opposite end of that, most of the time the people that try and bring us from fantasy to reality, they normally get crucified. The people who are who are brave enough to challenge us and say This is the actual state of events. I know what you would like to think, but this is the actual state that you're in, right? And so one common theme that I live by is that the most loving thing you can be to a person is a mirror because a mirror is going to be honest with you. It's going to reflect your current state of reality. You may eat as many Krispy Kreme donuts as you want. And in your mind, you're thinking, ah, oh, it's not that bad. I still got it. I'm fly, whatever. And you, But you have this goal to lose weight. That mirror is going to take you from fantasy <laughs> to reality really quickly. But you put the right filter on it and you suck it in and you can go to Instagram. You can go from <laughs> reality to, to fantasy, you know, and then you'll really be uh feeling good about yourself, but the mirror is going to tell you, hey, this is how things really are. And if you are really not trying to hear that you're off from your goals, then, you know, you might not like what the mirror has to say. And you might, you know, celebrate Instagram or Snapchat a little bit more. But the most loving thing we can be is a mirror to people, because if you got a piece of broccoli in your teeth, right, and that broccoli is just there, right, your mirror is going to show you that piece of broccoli is there and 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 through examining the state of your reality you adjust accordingly hopefully or you just ignore and act like it's not there or an extreme example maybe you you know you smash the mirror because you're tired of the mirror showing you in your true state but like a lot of times the truth tellers and so we talk about the art of truth telling it's really about taking that loving it taking the responsibility of saying, I'm going to be a mirror, right? I'm not going to be a filter. I'm going to be a mirror. I'm going to show the world exactly the state that they're in because that's the beginning process of working on the best that the world can be. But it takes that first inconvenience, that first subtraction of, you know, 
saying, hmm, this might be awkward. Oh, this might be uncomfortable, but embracing that subtraction so that true difference can come. And so that's what a difference in thought is about. And so when we talk about recent events, when we talk about culture, when we talk about philosophy, when we talk about policy and politics and faith and love and all these different things, we're taking it from the stance of the truth teller and being a mirror. I think a lot of times the difference we don't see in the world is because a lot of people aren't willing to be mirrors. They're just being echo chambers and saying, hey, I know my viewers want this. So I'm going to just show this to my viewers. I know my certain people believe this, so I'm just going to be what people believe. But the revolutionary, the job of the revolutionary, as Kwame Torre says, also known as Stokely Carmichael, is to take the subconscious and make it conscious. Right. So all these underlying things that we aren't aware of, the job of the revolutionary is to bring them into the forefront to bring the, the subtle things or the things that people don't recognize and say, hey, again, being that mirror, being that truth teller and holding it in front of them and saying, in order for you to change this, you must be made conscious of it. Right. And that's the same thing with James Baldwin that says, I can tell you learn from history. History is with you at all times, forming you and shaping you. It is not until you look at that history and learn the lesson that is that from it, that's the that's the only way you're going to be able to move past that. So when we look at people who have moved us from fantasy to reality, and there we have the difference between Walt Disney and Galileo. And now, give you a backdrop on Galileo. Um, most people know him because of his telescope, and uh, his most popular uh, uh, discovery was that. The sun did not revolve around the earth, but that actually the earth revolved around the sun. And so just to give you a backdrop of the persecution he kind of had to go through because Galileo was about that life. <laughs> uh, he discovered, well, in 1609, he built his first telescope and kind of began making observations. And the following year, he published his first results uh, where he, he pretty much, by examining the moon and four of Jupiter's largest moons um, and kind of uh, seeing sunspots, that he kind of discovered that the sun uh, rotated. But the Earth actually revolved around the sun and not vice versa. This got him in trouble because, uh, well, number one, he refuted um, pretty much the the cosmology of the time was uh, Ptolemaean and uh, Aristotle also had a theory that pretty much that the heavens were perfect and unchanging, you know, like they kind of were almost, you know, I don't want to say holy and sacred. I don't put words in Aristotle's mouth, but that was uh, the, the fact that the heavens were perfect and unchanging or the theory that uh, the heavens were perfect and unchanging was supported by the Catholic Church pretty heavy. They were down with Aristotle, right? Um, and so by him kind of publishing this, it kind of rattled their feathers. And so initially the church allowed Galileo to conduct his research, but here we go. As long as he did not openly advocate his findings. So they're kind of saying like, Hey, okay, you can kind of shake it up, but you know, don't, you know, <laughs> keep that to yourself. Right. Cause over here we're, we're rocking, <laughs> we're rocking with Aristotle. Right. But again, and his desire to take the world from fantasy to reality, um, 
1632, and if you're wondering where I'm getting these facts from, the uh, Stanford uh, uh, University Solar Center has a good article on kind of like the life of Galileo, just in case you're a history buff and you're just kind of curious kind of what what is what his life was like. It's pretty short, but it gives you a pretty good idea of kind of what's going on. So, you know, the Pope kind of tells uh, Galileo, hey, man, chill, right? Chill off my man, Aristotle. Heavens are perfect. You know, keep keep it the way that it is. But in 1632, Galileo angered the Pope, uh, and he pretty much said, uh, cool conversation, bro, but I'm still going to publish this book. So <laughs> in 1632, Galileo publishes a book which he openly stated that the earth was moving around the sun. Uh, so this he was put on trial by the Inquisition in Rome, where he was found suspect of heresy uh, and was forced to say that all of his findings were wrong, Right. Talk about suppressing the truth, right? And smashing the mirror. He was first imprisoned and then later confined to his house near Florence, right? So I don't think that's... so. They pretty much put the brother on probation, right? They put the room in prison. Then they, I guess they let him out on probation. And I don't, I don't know if it was like that nice Martha Stewart probation, but <laughs> he got persecuted for his beliefs. Uh, and so during the last 10 years of Galileo's life, the church monitored his travel and communications with others, and his writings were censored and placed in the index of prohibited books, right? But Galileo continued to write about uh, physics, uh, and in 1632, he put forward his concept of basic relativity in physics. Um, but, but again, when we, were t- when we were talking about earlier about being a mirror and how people sometimes react to the mirror— uh, either trying to suppress the truth or trying to destroy the truth teller. And so you see this in the life of Galileo, but Galileo had a dedication to being a truth teller and taking people from fantasy to reality, no matter what uh, the consequences are. And so he was willing to say, you know, the the entire philosophy that you are building your world around and building your worldview around is based on something that's not true. It's based on fantasy, right? And so it's easy for us now to look back and laugh at those people and say, my man, obviously, right? Uh, sorry, I, I should not say my man because it's not gender neutral, but you know, uh, say like, people. <laughs> obviously, the uh, earth revolves around the sun and so, but the thing is that we all have these blind spots. We all have these worldviews that uh, inform us with either correct information or incorrect information. And they're either based on fantasy or they're based on reality. And we all have those worldviews. And, you know, there are all issues of supremacy that we hold that warps our thinking, right? It might be racism where you think a certain race is a certain ethnicity is better than a certain ethnicity. It could be sexism where you think a gender is better than someone. It could be classism where you think a certain amount of money makes you better than all those other things. So we all have these blind spots. And so we all need to be truth tellers and we need truth tellers in our lives and really to unlock that different way of thinking, because look how many truth tellers we've crucified, right? Uh, Martin Luther King brought us from fantasy to reality, you know, the fantasy that America was the land of the free and the home of the brave and that life, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness was real to everyone. 
Dr. King had the courage to say, that's not reality. That's a fantasy. Yeah, it's easy. It's possible for white people to believe that. But for the black people in America, that that is a fantasy that has not yet become reality. And he gave his life in making that a reality. The same way with Thurgood Marshall, with arguing against segregation and saying, y'all act like, you know, it was, I think it was the um, I think it was the bicentennial of, you know, celebration of the um, Constitution. And all these people had raving reviews. All the Supreme Court judges had these raving reviews. And Thurgood Marshall says, you know, it was an all right document until we finally made some changes that made the the promises of the Constitution of this country a reality. Right. That's real awkward to say when you're, you know, you're on the Supreme Court and everybody's giving these raving reviews of America. But again, holding that mirror to his country's face and saying, fam, we are not where we want to be. Y'all have the privilege of living in this fantasy, but there are some people where who are living in reality and they know that that's not, that's not what's really happening. And so he lived, he had persecution all throughout his life. There's this one crazy story where, you know, back when he was Mr. Civil Rights, before he was on the, on the Supreme Court, where he's kind of, where he would come to towns and, you know, he would make changes in laws and win cases and, you know, but white supremacists knew he was coming. And so they, they literally, because of all the death threats that he would get, they had one time they had to fake a funeral. Fake a funeral. Uh, Thurgood was in the casket. They had the entire ceremony. They roll him out in the hearse. And that's how he gets sneaks into town, right? Because when I talk about the mirror and how some people, when they don't want to face the reality of where they are, they smash the mirror. <laughs> that is how, that has been the history of humanities, how we treat, how we've treated people that have tried to take us from fantasy to reality instead of reality to fantasy. You can talk about, you can talk about Jesus, right? <laughs> you can talk about Abraham Lincoln. You can talk about Malcolm X. You can talk about Ida B. Wells. You can talk about Fannie Lou Hamer. You can talk about all of these people whose lives were, they had to embrace the subtraction that the world brought to them, right, in order to make a difference, because the world wasn't trying to hear fantasy to reality. They wanted to hear reality to fantasy. And so this brings me to now, where does Walt Disney, Galileo, and Dr. King fit into this? As we kind of said, Dr. Martin Luther King, his entire message was bringing America from fantasy to reality. That America wasn't this shining light and city on a hill, but that it was thoroughly hypocritical and thoroughly cruel to the oppressed and to the poor. And you can listen to a sermon on the three evils of society of uh, racism, capitalism and militarism. So it's it's racism, classism and nationalism. Right. Uh, uh, Is what he kind of prescribed as the cancer of America. And, and holding it up to them. But when it comes to Martin Luther King Day, well, lots of people like to focus on the one speech. I have a dream, right? It's funny because it's like, again, we talk about that gut reflex to fantasy to reality. Here, Dr. King says, I have a dream because one, that sound, what? That sounds like Dr. King's one speech where he's ta- trying to take us from reality to his 
fantasy or dream future. I have a dream, you know. So they act like all that Martin Luther King did was fall asleep and have a dream that black people and white people played together. <laughs> right. But we'll ignore a lot of his quotes that try to take people from fantasy to reality. Right. When he talks about riots being the voice of the oppressed and, and, and of the of the of the forgotten and, and talking about like the evil of being complicit and being silent when evil is going on around you. Right. Uh, that's 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 saying, like, don't live in this fantasy world that because I'm not doing it, I'm not supporting it. Right. Uh, this great book by called Democracy in Black, How Racism Still Enslaves the American Soul by Eddie Glaude Jr. He talks about how white supremacy often is uh, sustained through everyday decisions, just the everyday decisions of who 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 gets to be on the front page paper versus who gets to be the story on the bottom of the screen, right? Uh, who whose uh, schools are better? Which when people say the white side of town versus the black side of town, meaning uh, you know, uh, uh, assuming that the white side of town is rich and the black is side is poor, where that a lot of time is the reality, right? And the new form of, 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 of segregation, uh, how that's sustained by those everyday decisions where we just comply with it, right? Where we refuse to be the mirror, we refuse to be the truth teller. That is what sustains it. And just because you don't do those things doesn't mean that you're actively doing the things it requires to dismantle that system. And so this is why it's, it's very interesting. You know, I even read a, I even read a, a tweet um, where someone was saying, you know, you guys need to stop politicizing the life of Dr. King and really embrace unity. And so what I want to talk about is what is the true unity Dr. King calls us to? Because the truth is Dr. King was very divisive was seen as divisive at his time. He was polling as one of the most hated people in America at the time of his death. I'll say that again. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was polling as one of the most hated people in America at the time of his death. They took a poll of people after the I Have a Dream speech, and most of America, I'm talking about like 60% of America, disapproved of the I Have a Dream speech. It's, it's the pinnacle that everybody loves today, but at the original onset, when he decided to be the truth teller and be that mirror, only 40% of America was feeling him, right? And so, and, and then when you talk about when he, when he pivots away from the civil rights chapter to, to 67 and 68 with the Poor People's Campaign, where he then focuses on the war in Vietnam and, and, and uh, poverty and, and uh, Resurrection City, where they, where they were planning to camp out on the National Mall. And, and, and having poor people from all across the country camp out there and then go to the different uh, departments and secretaries to, to demand uh, 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 legislation that would alleviate poverty. I mean, he was killed a month before he had to go, but I mean, he, he was hated because he spoke out against Vietnam, 
right? And so Lyndon B. Johnson thinking, you know, I just gave these people this legislation and now they're going to come and speak out against my war. But Dr. King understood the unity he spoke of was is being united to the truth, no matter the consequences, and being united to who Jesus calls the least of these. And if anyone wants to leave or divide themselves, right, or separate themselves as a result of you uniting yourself with the truth and uniting yourself with those who Jesus calls the least of these, then he was okay with those people leaving, right? And so when people talk about we need to be united, united to what? What a lot of times people are saying, we need to unite under the banner of reality to fantasy. Stop stop talking about all these things that are divisive and I, I don't want to face reality. Reality is too divisive. Let's all stay in fantasy where fantasy, where we can all unite about what how things should be and ignore how things actually are. Right. And to give an example of history from that, from Dr. King's life. Right. Uh, April 12th, 1963, uh, some eight Alabama clergymen uh, are writing a letter that are calling for for white people and for black people to not participate in the protest that Dr. King was planning because they were basically saying, well, you know, uh, I think it should be handled by uh, local people and not outsiders. And we should just go through the court system and, you know, uh, let's support our police officers who are keeping uh, the people safe from all these outsiders who are bringing all this uh, unrest and, and, and divisiveness, right? And, uh, they are uh, pretty much uh, trying to dissuade people from joining in what Dr. Martin Luther King was doing. And they were saying, hey, well, let's let's uh, just trust the court system. Right. But obviously um, the court systems, you know, uh, third good uh, Brown versus Board of Education was what, like 54. <laughs> and uh, Dr. King also talks about uh how pretty, how slow the process was moving of actual desegregation um, in schools and and and, and all these uh, uh, other things, and so uh, obviously the court systems weren't going to get it done. But uh, so their call to wait for the courts, right, is 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 pretty much uh, <clears throat> waiting for ice to get hot. <laughs> and so actually. Uh, Dr. King's very popular letter from a Birmingham jail is written, uh, is was actually prompted by this quote unquote call to unity by these Alabama clergymen. And this is where Dr. King writes his letter from Birmingham jail, uh, where he where he talks about, um, you know, we cannot afford to wait. Right. He actually has a one of his books is uh, why we can no longer wait. And so uh you see this false unity <laughs> um, that was used against King and saying that you're divisive. But but Dr. King's response was not that he was divisive, but also but that he was called to be united to the truth and that what they were the banner of unity. They were he did not want to unite under their banner banner of reality to fantasy. He was dedicated to calling them from fantasy to reality. Right. But Dr. King was talking about a unity to the truth, which takes people from fantasy to reality. And so this was the difference in thought that Dr. King had. And this is the, doc the, the, the thought that we 
must uh, adopt if we are to continue his legacy. One person that I firmly admire and think really resonated and represented this what is Colin Kaepernick. Now here Colin Kaepernick, right? He's he's getting uh he's getting maybe exposed and educated to the realities of police brutality. And you know, born as a man of color, I'm sure he's he's had those experiences as well, but in serving people that live in the reality of police brutality and inequality and inequity, uh all under the banner of again, the fantasy that America lives up to all of these expectations. Now, a person who's, who's, who's served people and come to the understanding that this is not true. So do I pledge allegiance to a flag and salute a flag that represents a country that is not representing the ideals that men and women are giving their lives for? And so he takes a knee to what? to bring us from fantasy to reality. And you see human nature has not changed because when Colin Kaepernick decides to be the loving mirror and decides to embrace the cause and the traditions of Dr. King and Malcolm X and Jesus and Galileo and all these other people and saying that you guys are living in a fantasy that does not reflect how things actually are. I will be a mirror and hold it up to your face and tell you this is reality. This is the art of truth telling. And just like Galileo, just like Jesus, just like Martin Luther King, just like Lincoln, just like Malcolm X, people seek to crucify him. People go crazy, right? People say, oh, how dare you disrespect this and disrespect that? And, and, and again, <clears throat> they did not want to look at the reality. You do notice that no one refutes what he's saying. Well, I don't like, I don't like how you said the truth. Well, whether I whisper it or whether I shout it, the truth is the truth. No one can deny that Colin Kaepernick is representing a reality, right? And so then they, they take his reality and spin it to fantasy. Oh, it's about the troops, it's about all these other things. It's like, no, it's not about that. But even if it was about the troops, isn't it disrespectful to ask men and women to die for a principle that you choose to withhold from people? A lot of those people being the same types of people that gave their lives, people act like, Troops are only white. <laughs> look, and this isn't new. Again, look at the double victory, the double V campaign uh, back in World War War II that started by a Pittsburgh newspaper for veterans of color who are saying we are fighting two wars. We are fighting fascism, uh, uh, ter- fascism abroad, and we're faced fi- fighting racism at home. Two wars. But the reality is that World War II, they only gained the victory abroad because they came home and still were discriminated against. And so the Double V campaign back then started by by troops and veterans were saying the same things that Colin Kaepernick is saying today. And so we have to think differently and learn how to train ourselves to react differently to to truth tellers. Right. Uh, A lot of people are, are 
upset about everything that Trump does and tweets and misrepresents the country, but how many black female truth tellers were telling y'all, oh, what, I think 93% of black women were saying, nah, Trump, Trump, Trump's not good, <laughs> right? But we didn't listen to the truth tellers, right? Again, we wanted to go from reality to fantasy and, and, and ignore the reality of what this man has said, done, uh, uh, having, you know, already having lawsuits of discrimination opened up against him and and all the things that he said on tape the reality was right there but people wanted to again flee to the fantasy that oh me he'll be different he'll be this he'll be that but it's not it is time to honor the truth tellers it is time to become the truth tellers and embrace this difference in thought that dr king embraced and that ultimately jesus embraced and so I just want you all to think about that, think about those things. And so this is this is just the first episode. This is just something something that I, I just wanted to put in front of you all. Um, and so I'll let you guys think of that again. Uh, are you a person that tries to bring things from reality to fantasy or fantasy to reality? Are you embracing your subtractions or are you dodging your subtractions still? expecting difference. If you are trying to make a difference, life will not just always be additions. (laughs) There will be subtractions. But if you embrace those subtractions, just like Dr. King, he celebrated today, but at the time of his death, he was the most hated. But he made his difference and he embraced his subtractions. And that's what I encourage all of us to do today. So this is the first episode. Again, this was in honor of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. as uh, we just celebrated Martin Luther King Day. But, you know, it has to be a spirit and a mentality that we adopt if we are truly going to further his legacy. Again, this is Charlie Ray with A Difference in Thought. This is episode number one. Thank you for joining. Again, uh, you can go to soundcloud.com slash a difference in thought. This will also be on iTunes podcast. So you can just search a difference in thought. You can also um, follow me on Twitter at A Difference in Thought, but it's going to be A-D-I-F-F-I-N-T-H-O-U-G-H-T, A Different Thought. Ran out of time, ran out of spaces. <laughs> or you can email me at a difference in thought at gmail.com. Any questions, uh, deep thoughts, responses, just hit me up and I'll be um, reading those and incorporating them in the show as well. But thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. This will be the this is the first of many to come. Again, you know, it's kind of just spur of the moment, and uh, but also just really want to focus and, and really see how our thinking has to change if we are going to uh, advance the cause of of truth. And uh, so, thank you for listening. Again, this is going to be a continual thing. And uh, for those who are wondering why I'm going by the moniker of Charlie Ray, right? Uh, uh, there are parts of they are parts of my name, and so Charlie really just means um, man, full grown, right? Uh, and Ray Raymond means counselor, and so it's just a man of of counsel or uh, or, or full grown counsel or full grown truth, and so that's what I'm I'm trying to. Uh, offer here on this podcast through, you know, a diversity of thought and, and really just giving 
counsel and wisdom that I've come across, but you know, I'm also here to learn. So everybody, this is the first episode of A Difference in Thought. Thank you. Uh, Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on SoundCloud. Look out for me and subscribe on iTunes. And um, when that's up, go ahead and give me a rating and let me know what you think. This is the first, this initial episode. Uh, Some may be longer, some may be shorter, but I just kind of want to give you guys a glimpse of what the show is about. Thank you for your time. Uh, I love you. I love you. That's why I'm here. Uh, God bless. Grace and peace. That's episode one. Peace.